Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. Thanks for joining me today. This is episode number 124. On today's episode, I'm going to be mentioning the best 401k I have ever seen in my life. We'll also talk about those people that may be late getting started saving for retirement, planning for retirement, and really how they can catch up to get back on track. Because I've talked to several people lately that feel like they're late to the game. They got started saving for retirement too late and there's no hope for them. And I'm here to tell you there is, it just may come with a price or a sacrifice. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to pay that price or or that sacrifice, live with that sacrifice. For example, there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't drive the car that I drive. It's a Toyota. We drive Toyotas and Hondas in my family. I buy them used with low miles and I pay cash. But if I had a big car payment, I could drive a nicer car, right? Let's say I wanted to buy one of those big, big SUVs, you know, like an Escalade or something like that, right? I could get a car loan and let's say my payment was $800 a month. Well, the way I look at that is that's $800 a month that's going to a bank somewhere instead of $800 a month that I could be investing or saving for retirement. And based on what I've seen over my career as a certified financial planner, I think part of the reason why people don't save more for retirement is because they got to have a nice car. And with that nice car comes a car loan. The average car loan in this country or or car payment is $667 per month. So for me, I think, okay, if I didn't have that $667 per month car payment, and instead I tricked myself and I imagined I did have that car payment, but I invested that $667 per month over 30 years at an 8% average annual return, how much would I have? And when I do the numbers, it's it's over $900,000. So the I guess the cost of having that car payment is not $667. In my mind, over a 30-year period, it's $900,000. That's the difference. So we're going to talk about, okay, if you're behind saving for retirement, what are some ways you can kind of catch up? And we're going to talk about this big, big conversation. If you do have questions, find me on my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There's a section at the bottom. You can submit your questions. You can sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching call, as well as download a lot of our free resources available underneath the resource tab. So let's kick this off. Let's talk about what to do if you're behind saving for retirement. How do you get back on track or catch up? What are some strategies that you might really consider? I remember a number of years ago, I was talking to a guy 
that was behind. I mean, he was 55 years old, wanted to retire in 10 years, and he had $100,000 saved for retirement. And his big questions were, looking at his 401k, he was comparing the costs. He was very, very concerned about the costs of the mutual funds, and he was looking for the ones that had the lower cost. And he, should he use this one over this one? because the costs were lower? Could he save a little bit of money by switching some of the funds? And I tried to help him the best I could, but what I remember about this fellow is he was focused on the wrong things. And so I want people to focus on what we can control and the end goal. So instead of focusing on the costs of the index funds or the mutual funds, which over time will likely have very, very little impact if your expense ratio is five pennies versus another one is six pennies, what I tried to shift our attention to is the fact that he had $100,000 saved. And when we ran his financial analysis, when he was 65, he needed to have $1.4 million saved based on his retirement vision, based on his retirement goals. So he was saving currently 4% of his income every year for retirement in his 401k. And his company matched 50% of the first four. So their match was essentially 2%. 50% of the first 4% that you contribute is a 2% match. So this is the first place he was going wrong is he was never going to hit his goal of $1.4 million saved for retirement by just contributing 4% per year for retirement. And I was able to kind of teach him and, and show him that, hey, for that to happen, by just saving 4% over the next 10 years, and assuming you get a 3% raise every year, you would need a 16% average annualized compounded return. And his answer was, okay, well, if I need a 16% average annualized compounded return, let's reduce our costs with and, and find the lowest cost mutual funds or index funds. And that way my costs will be as low as possible. And therefore my costs won't eat up my returns. And what's really interesting to me is the, the things that people focus on. Like this gentleman, if he could only have lower cost investments, that would mean higher returns. And, and of course, over history, that's not always the case, but sometimes it is. But the better question to ask is, okay, I know where I need to be in 10 years. I need to have $1.4 million. How do I need to adjust my behavior to get me to where I need to be in 10 years? Because at the rate I'm going, saving 4% of my income for retirement, this is just not achievable. So what do I need to do differently? And believe me, the answer to this is not you need to find investments that have a lower cost by saving five, you know, a nickel here and there. If you're only saving 4% for retirement, that tells me that retirement or funding your retirement is not a priority on your list of priorities in life. And that's okay. That's your decision. And as a rule of thumb for all the people wondering, how much should I be saving for retirement? Well, Dave Ramsey recommends saving 15% of your household income every year for retirement. Well, guess what? If you're 55 and you haven't saved enough up to this point, if you haven't been saving that 15%, that may mean that instead of saving 15%, instead you need to save 20% or 25% of your household income for retirement to get you back on track. Then once you're on track, 
then you can bump that back down to 15% of your household income. A better recommendation for some people is, like in this gentleman's example, very nice guy, remember this guy, he ended up switching jobs. So if he was only getting a 401k match of 50% up to the first 4%, that's a 2% match. What if he went and worked for another company, like in St. Louis, I mentioned Boeing all the time because they're a Fortune 500 company everybody knows, but their match is 10%. They match dollar for dollar of the first 10% that you contribute to the 401k if you're non-union. The best match I've ever seen, the best 401k match I have ever seen is from Microsoft. I have one client that retired from Microsoft Theirs is a dollar-for-dollar match up to the annual 401k contribution limit. If you're over 50, that limit is $27,000. So meaning if you work for Microsoft and you're eligible for their 401k match and you put in 27 grand into the 401k, Microsoft will match dollar-for-dollar the first $27,000. If you're under 50, they'll match dollar-for-dollar up to $20,500. It's the best 401k match I've ever seen in my life. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe it's vested day one. But don't quote me on that. So getting back to the strategies for someone that's behind the curve, that's behind saving for retirement, they got started later in the game. Hey, that may involve switching jobs and and switching to a company or employer that has better benefits. Maybe it's public service where where they have a beautiful pension that you'll be able to have and contribute to and will help fund your retirement for the rest of your life. It may be a company that offers a fantastic match. I mentioned Boeing as one of them, a 10% match, and Microsoft. And in this gentleman's example, his 401k match, and this was years and years ago, I just have a very, very good memory. His was 50% of the first 4%. In other words, it was a 2% match. That's okay. It's not fantastic, though. So as I recall, what he, he ended up doing was he ended up working for a company in town, a utility company, and the match there was 9%. So he went from essentially a a 2% match to a 9% match in his 401k, and he was planning to work for 10 more years. That's a big, big difference. So some people may not be able to reach their retirement goals unless they get promoted or find another job where the retirement savings benefits are better, be they a a pension or a, a better match in a 401k. Maybe it's stock options or profit sharing. So we talked about also increasing the amount of money that you're saving for retirement. I started off this episode on a rant about how I personally trick myself into thinking that I have a car payment so I can save more for retirement. But if somebody was behind saving for retirement, they were not on track. What if they paid off their car and they said, okay, my car payment was $667 a month. According to bankrate.com, that's the average car payment in 2022. So this person may say, okay, now that my car is paid off, I'm saving $667 per month. There's an extra $667 a month that I can apply towards my 401k 
or other retirement savings accounts. So I would encourage anybody who is not on track for retirement, maybe they feel like they're behind, they don't have enough saved. Well, let's figure out, okay, when we want to retire, let's let's put some goals and put a foundation around that and say, okay, well, here we are today. What's it going to take to get there? As far as how much do we need to be saving between now and then? And what assumption are you going to make as far as a rate of return? In other words, in my uh, previous example, this gentleman needed, needed, absolutely needed an average annualized compounding return of 16% per year, just like walking upstairs. It had to be 16%. We call that a geometric average. That rate of return is next to impossible. So I would much rather see an average annualized return in the single digits, definitely. But you'll have to figure that out ahead of time. And ideally, you would run different scenarios and say, okay, this is what it would look like in 10 years if I only got a 4% rate of return. And this is what it would look like if I got a 6% rate of return. And this would is what it would look like if I averaged an 8% rate of return. That way, you kind of know different scenarios. The thing that you don't know is between now and then, what's your rate of return going to be? Unless you're investing your money in something that provides a guaranteed interest rate over the next 10 years, maybe it's a, a CD or an annuity, something like that, that you that has a guarantee behind it. Otherwise, if you're investing in mutual funds or something like that, you kind of got to use assumptions. And I like to personally use more conservative assumptions than we we think are achievable. And I know this may sound, you know, difficult. This is like homework for for maybe some of you listeners out there that are thinking about this, but it, it doesn't have to be. If you do team up with a financial planner or someone that can help you with this and, and run this analysis, it doesn't have to be that complicated. If you're 55 today and you want to retire at 65, you know there's 10 years until the finish line. So the only variables are really, do I continue to save in the amount that I'm assuming, and let's just say that's 15% of your household income per year, are you able to commit to that and stay disciplined and make sure that that 15% of your income is going towards retirement year in and year out over the next 10 years? The only other variable is how much your money grows or what is the average rate of return that you get from your 401k or retirement accounts between now and 10 years from now. It's fairly simple when you boil it down to that. And a lot of times when I'm doing this analysis for people, in those years leading up to retirement, the last five years, those are the most crucial years. And a lot of times people have to really sock away as much money as they possibly can for retirement. Maybe they're maxing out their 401ks and Roth IRAs and putting money in a brokerage account a non-retirement account as well. If they have children, maybe the, the kids are done with college and that's all paid for. And they're finally at the point in their lives where they can really, really get serious and really sock away a lot of money for retirement. It's kind of like for those people that used to run track and just imagine that that 400 meter sprint, that's one lap around the track. On that last 100 meters, you give it all you got. If you've ever watched a, a track race, in that last 100 meters, I mean, it's an absolute dash to the end. All the runners are running as fast as they can, trying to be first to the finish line. It's the same with retirement. You've worked your entire life, and it comes down to the very end. 
you got to make it count. One more thing that I've noticed for people that, you know, find themselves still behind or off track saving for retirement, what they'll do in, in those years leading up to retirement, those crucial years, sometimes people will downsize, especially if they're empty nesters and they've got those kids grown and off to college or, or they've moved away and started their own lives. A lot of times they'll get rid of that bigger house and maybe they'll move down to a smaller home or a condo or something like that. And then that might wipe out that mortgage payment. And now they've got more money that they can save for retirement every single month because they don't have the mortgage payment. Again, there's a lot of strategies like this that you can use that can free up cash that you can really, really stockpile money for retirement in those catch-up years, the years leading up to retirement. So to kind of summarize today's discussion, you might have to make some significant changes to get you there where you want to be on the doorstep of retirement because what got you here will not necessarily get you there. It might be a, a better job that has better 401k matching. It might also require you to save more for retirement. If you're saving 10%, you might need to save 16%. You might have to pay off some debt so you have more to save for retirement. Like I said, there's some people that have even downsized to kind of free up that mortgage payment every month so they can now save that in their 401k for retirement. But I think the first thing that you should do is to figure out if you're on track or if you're behind and what it's going to take to get back on track. I, I think I would want to know those numbers and kind of say, okay, in plain English, if I want to retire in 10 years, what am I going to have to do differently to make this happen? Because you don't want 10 years to go by, or maybe it's only three or five years to go by, and then to say, okay, gosh, I'm ready to retire. I've had enough. This was my goal all along. And then all of a sudden, you find out that, oh my goodness, I didn't save enough, or I didn't get the returns that I had expected over the last couple of years, and now I cannot afford to retire. Believe me, that is not the news that you want to hear, the bad news that you want to hear. And take it from me as a retirement planner, the thing I dislike the most about my job is when I run into someone that's very, very excited to retire. Maybe it's at the end of the year, maybe it's within six months or a year from now, and I have to share the bad news to them of, hey, guess what? You're off track. You're not on track. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to afford to retire when you want to. And instead, we have to come up with an alternative plan or strategy. And at best, you're going to be able to retire in three years or five years. And this is the best we can do. That is by far the worst part of what I do for a living. And sometimes I find myself telling people, hey, I wish you would have contacted me three years ago or five years ago, and we would have put a plan together to get you on track at that point so you could retire on time the way you had planned. But we all know how time flies. As I record this podcast, my daughter is now six months old, and it just seems like she was born yesterday. So time is going to fly by. So if you're uneasy about retirement and you don't know if you have enough saved, hey, the sooner you can get started planning, the better off you're going to be so retirement doesn't sneak up on you and you find yourself with bad news. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Vester are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.